Super Talk Mississippi media production. I'm Steve Azar, and I'm on the other side of the microphone, meaning I'm asking the questions this time, and oh, have mercy for the airwaves. I spent 20 years in Music City, wrote and made some hits, traveled the world, and then moved my family back to the birthplace of American music and where the magnolia trees prosper. And now every time I put my feet on Mississippi soil, when I'm off the road, well, I'm at peace. On this show, it's all about hearing the stories straight from the mouths of the friends I've made along the way, their journey to success. Heck, there might be someone on, I don't even know, but you know how us Mississippi types are. We tend to take well to new company. In a Mississippi Minute, all 60 of them. I'm Steve Azar. It's just like that muddy river moving slow. Ain't no worries, it's how life goes, baby. In a Mississippi minute. That's right. I'm rocking with you today from the Keep Mississippi beautiful studio. I am Steve Azar. Thanks for tuning in to In a Mississippi Minute. Folks, once again, when we get back to it, get back to our regular beautiful lives reminding you there's so many amazing and wonderful things to do right here in mississippi just go to visit mississippi.org to find out more today's guest and i became fast and furious friends oh i'd say a couple years ago i was getting ready to perform at a charity event in oregon and our daughter cecilia actually is the featured chef only 17 at the time and yes she did steal the show our oldest son who had just graduated from college we were on sort of a college trip just to sort of celebrate with the family. Uh, he was with us, and he sort of was a lot more observant than I was. And he said, hey, Dad, I think that gentleman at the bar wants to talk to you. Two years down the line, we've actually worked the stage together. A brand new hit duo of his skills and mine, oh, have mercy, together on one stage doing our motivational speaking thing. Who would have thought? Stay with me, everybody. He grew up in Hawaii and found himself with a debating scholarship to Ole Miss, the University of Mississippi, hotty toddy, where he and his team won the national championship. I mean, come on, that is so crazy cool. His company's very, very, very successful. Founder and big dog of his extreme arts and sciences and co-founder of strategic arts and sciences and the best practices media, he consults Fortune 500 companies and on down the line. He's also an author. He co-authored the book Slammed, Succeeding in a World of of Too Busy and Evolutionaries. Besides being a great speaker, author, and having an innate ability and patience to work with the most powerful CEOs on the planet and get them to actually listen, most importantly, he's a great guy, husband, father, grandfather, and friend. He holds a doctorate, earned that from the University of Oregon, the Ducks. That, in organizational communication, has a unique and quick wit that I've witnessed on several occasions. He also can break out a guitar and a ukulele, as he calls a ukulele, uh, at a moment's notice, which you know I dig. So let's welcome in my man, the doctor, Randy Harrington. Hey there, Randy. Hey, hey, hey. How long was that intro? I'm exhausted. (laughs) There was a lot there, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, there's a lot to you. So uh, you in uh, parts uh, known Oregon right now? Where are you? Yeah, I'm uh, doing that uh, COVID-19 hangout in the house uh, for extended periods of time thing here in lovely Eugene, Oregon. You know, you, you're in the business of communicating uh, with big companies, uh, some probably more stressed than uh, others. So, you know, what curveball does that present to you? So uh, 
I do a lot of work in strategic planning, and I do a lot of work working with boards of directors and whatnot. And of course, that work is always best done in person. And I don't remember the exact number of gigs that I had on the books, uh, but I, I want to say ten or twelve gigs, travel gigs, were you know shot out of a cannon uh, about two or three weeks ago. Right. So I'm I've. My schedule got opened up pretty big between now and July, and then it looks like people are rescheduling in August, September, and whatnot. But I mean, it was a, it was a huge hit. Um, we do a lot of work for financial institutions in particular, and of course, uh, they're really running and gunning. They're really trying to scramble to figure out exactly how they can help their their customers and how they can uh, manage the 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 pressure, frankly, that that the federal government is putting on them to try and distribute some of the funds that are necessary for small businesses uh, to try and hang in there you know so it's a uh, it's a crazy time as crazy as it is I, i've got to say it's very compelling we're seeing some of the some of the best in leadership really starting to show up during this experience right we're talking to randy harrington randy you and i shared the stage i'm gonna get this out of the way i, I really got to understand you better your energy uh, you know, your connection with an audience. Um, and your audience is unique because you're there for a particular purpose. It's not like when I'm just doing a show, you know, and there are people from all walks coming from all job descriptions and you're, you're performing to all of them, you know, as one audience. Uh, and they all are, you know, like I said, they come from separate different worlds. But, but when you consolidate to a particular business and you go in with a plan, it was really exciting for me. So for our listeners, you know, that it's called, we're calling it Down at the Crossroads. Uh, I've got a song called These Crossroads that I wrote. Great uh, song. Oh, you're a good man. But I wrote the song way before. I sort of like wrote it, wrote myself into the situation, which was, which was interesting. A lot of times you write yourself uh, into the future and you look back and go, oh my gosh, I, you know, how did I write that? I'm living it now. And you know, sometimes it's a good thing and sometimes not so much. But it's amazing how songs stories behind the messages the experiences i've gone through with everything that you know and your knowledge of for instance the alabama credit union we got to do that our first gig together and i appreciate that and it was so exciting to be on stage with you i was i was excited you know i, I, I gotta tell you i really enjoyed it i'm looking forward to many more. I, I certainly did too it was it was you know one of the things that i i just live for is i live for being able to go out on an edge and and push that envelope a little bit, push that edge out there. And, you know, it was interesting for you and I to work together because, uh, you know, I know enough about music to be dangerous, but I'm not, I'm not by any stretch at all in the space of, of, of a professional musician. But I know what music can do, and I know how powerful that can be to uh, really create a sense of audience and create a sense of community. So I was really interested in seeing you do that piece. And, of course, you know, you nailed it. You you rocked it, and it was terrific. And then once we have that kind of coherence in the audience, when when we're a group, then we're more susceptible. We're more open to uh, thinking about how we might change and, and do things better and work better together. So it really was a neat kind of one-two punch from the point of view of presentations. And I also feel like it was pretty dang cool because 
uh, you know, most of the time people go and they hear corporate speakers and it's like, blah, 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 wonk, wonk, you know, and it's like, there's just, you know, 900 slides and it's just tedious and painful. And so I think the idea of really getting back to the roots of the heart and soul of music and talking about story and where we come from and what we're all about, that's just so important these days, uh, especially now that our world's been turned upside down and shaken a little bit. We're talking to Randy Harrington, and I do. I can't wait to do it again. We're going to do it again and again. We actually have structure to it now. I'm very excited. But let me ask you this. Your your company's names don't eliminate the word arts. They're always there, right? And I right. love that. It's like Morgan Freeman once said with this incredible dramatic pause like only he can. When somebody asked, he, the, uh, we, we were sitting there together, and they said, hey, Morgan, why the arts? He just sat there, and then he said, no art, no life. You know, and I went, wow, you know, I wanted the shirt already. <laughs> I was spreading the shirt. <laughs> no art, no life. Anyway, but so why the arts to you? You know, and I understand what arts and sciences are, but it seems sure. like it's a deeper rooted thing for you. Just after I've gotten to know you, how you incorporate it in everything you do, especially to me in your life in general. And then and, and even when you're doing these events that I've gotten to witness firsthand, it seems like it's a priority. Yeah, yeah, it, it really is, and it, it's interesting as I age, like we do, uh, that's becoming more and more important. Uh, so, you know, as a as a young hotshot consultant guy, I was really into tech and big data and you know algorithms and heuristics and blah 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 and all that's great stuff and you know it, it's it's huge. And I, and I think the other thing that we're seeing in the world these days is the the rise of the criticality of science in just our ability to do anything in the world. So all of that stuff, I'm not taking anything away from that, but you're right. Art has always been a central part of how I think the world works best. If, if we're able to have a sense of creative expression and if we're able to pull things together that, that aren't, bullet points and sentences, but they're really about feelings and moods and ideas. I mean, that's what's really cool. And it's, it's certainly what attracted me to Steve Azar music, is you have been able to always find this blend of lyric and space and place uh, that, really, that really brings me back. I mean, you know, uh, I love Mississippi, and Mississippi is one of these these places that's got so much potential uh, to do so many things. And, you know, when I listen to your music here in Oregon, I, I'm right back there. I mean, I'm on Highway 61, and it just, it, it just feels really good. So that, that's magical, man. I mean, the ability to transport somebody in space and time to a whole different place and feeling and to draw on the well of that feeling is really remarkable. So, uh, you know, yeah, the art's got to be there, I think. It's, it's the... Uh, it's the thing that it's all about at the end of the day. We're talking to Randy Harrington. Don't forget, we're going to get through this time together, folks. Go to visitmississippi.org to find out all the cool things to do right here in our wonderful state. From museums, the culture is amazing. you got to check it out. You're going to keep Mississippi Beautiful Studio. We'll be right back. In 
a Mississippi Minute with Steve Azar, right here on Super Talk Mississippi. Tuned in in a Mississippi Minute in the Keep Mississippi Beautiful studio. I've got a beautiful man. Once again, my pal Randy Harrington, PhD doc. Uh, I'm going to start calling you Dr. Randy Harrington. I like, having, I like having educated, really, really, truly educated people, but that have a soul, like a cool soul about it. Like you like represent my group and then the smart group. You know what I mean? The, <laughs> my, group of, my group of people that I've hung around with a long time, they're extremely intelligent, but in a different way. You know what I mean? Like we, I, 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 I totally get you. Our yeah. education it, it was done in a particular way, but it seems like you walk the line. You're sort of a common thread between us all. You get it. So take me down sort of your, your, your planning when you walk in. Do you study them before you go in? <laughs> you know, like a fighter, prize fighter, you understand what you can and can't do? That's a, it's a really good question. It's, it, it, and talk about an art form. Uh, that in and of itself is a, is a really big deal because chemistry is a really important part of a successful engagement like that. So yeah, you have to you have to have all your your you know everything's got to be switched on and you got to be paying attention. Um, but for me, it's it's almost the reverse is true. I, I found that I do a, a lot better work if I'm able to listen really well, and uh, I, I I I go in with the perception I want to understand what is motivating this individual. What are they really seeking to try and accomplish? And more and more, uh, I'm seeing CEOs that not only want to see, you know, great quarterly earnings, but I'm seeing CEOs that really want to do the right thing for the communities they're working in. They really want to help people, and they really want to be a business that's going to sustain itself over a long period of time. They're thinking about how this business is going to run after they're retired or, or, or not sitting in the, mm-hmm. the board chair seat, you know. So it, once I get a hold of their motives, what they're, what they're oriented toward, and their values, then we're kind of off to the races. And then the second thing I like to think is that really, uh, yeah, I read a whole lot of books and I, you know, whatever. I'm in and out of a whole bunch of businesses. But the truth that has always been real for me is that the answer for whatever the problem is is likely already in the head of this individual that you're going to be working with. In other words, they have the answers. They know more than you'll ever know about their business. And so it's about, how do I pull that out? How do I get them to look at their own um, challenges and opportunities a little differently? And sometimes it can be just a really small little thing that makes them kind of go, oh, okay, wow, gee. So one of the things I've seen uh, happening lately that's really kind of cool is uh, more and more CEOs are starting to feel the way you did it at the top of this segment where you said, I, l- I really like hanging around with really smart people. And so one of the things that I'm seeing is that smart CEOs are surrounding themselves with really smart people, and they're taking time to listen to them, and they're getting a lot more new points of view from those intelligent uh, folks that are, that are hanging around them. So one of the things that I like to do is as soon as I understand where the, the CEO is trying to go, then we look at the people that are going to surround that CEO, and we make sure that the communication that's happening there is as honest and and plain spoken and straightforward uh, as it can possibly be, uh, and and that there's some mutual respect going on there, and then all of a sudden barriers start falling, innovation starts happening, people start saying, well, we could try to do this or we could try to do that, and that's a lot of what I'm seeing right now in this COVID-19 thing, is people are trying new stuff 
because they have to. And with that is coming this new spirit of connection and innovation and opportunity. And I, I, I've got to say, I've heard this 15 times this week. Um, you know, even once this is over, we're going to probably keep doing it this way. So people are finding new ways to work that are more efficient uh, or just as efficient, uh, perhaps, as they were before. And, and so that's what's going on there. So great leaders, they already know it. It's usually just a matter of helping them get out of their own way. I love it. We're talking to Randy Harrington. Okay, so name some of the companies that you, you're currently working with. Yeah, so we, we do work with Microsoft. Um, uh, my business up in Seattle, Extreme Arts and Sciences, hats off to them. Uh, they're, they've been at kind of the, you know, the, the ground zero of, of this pandemic uh, in Seattle. Mm-hmm. And uh, we've, we've had employees who have had the disease that did it. So it's been, it's been really a frontline mm-hmm. issue for us. But uh, our team's working great. They're working from home, and they're continuing to work. And we're working with Microsoft. We're working uh, with a division in Microsoft that's called IoT, the Internet of Things. And this is, of course, uh, the world where uh, all kinds of devices are being included into things like agricultural fields so that uh, farmers can know precisely what the chemical levels are in their soil and the moisture levels in soil, or putting sensors into road surfaces so that the road can uh, uh, automatically communicate if the road is broken or changed or too cold, for example. Uh, So there's all, the, 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 the Internet of Things is basically wiring the entire planet in a way where things can become more intelligent. Uh, And it's a very mind-blowing world, and it's changing the world even as we speak. I get concerned about friends of mine who have extremely large machines that are global. So, for instance, uh, Chef, I'm not going to say, I'm not going to mention names because I don't know exactly what's going on, good or bad, in, in the world. But when in the restaurant world, when you're a powerful chef and you've got this cumbersome load of of uh, infrastructure, right? You got buildings all over the place. You've got people, people that that are that are taking care of their families, and it's it's a global deal. And there's say there's two hundred restaurants, right? And this brand. So what do you tell them at this point, especially when they're global? So you don't know what other countries are doing to try to help stimulus wise, right? What to help you know to help them uh, with what we're seeing now in the states. And we'll see how, how that all shakes out because that looks confusing as it gets right now. I think banks are confused. Everybody's yeah, confused time. about yeah. this thing. It's really yep. weird how they're just passing off. And I'm telling you, but what would you tell? So say a big restaurant tour came like, uh, say, say Guy Fieri or Cat Cora mm-hmm. or, or someone, you know, who has a big, what would you, what would you help them? What would you tell them right now? I've, I've had the blessing of being able to work with some very interesting former military people. Mm-hmm. And uh, we are proud to have three former Navy SEAL team captains that are working with our happy tribe of consultants. Yep. Uh, and I learn from them all the time. And one of the things that I learned from one guy in particular, a guy named David Pittleco, who goes by the nickname Pitt, um, he, he said, you know, one of the ways, he was a Marine before he was a SEAL, which is a whole nother, that's a, that's crazy talk. Wow, right that there. is really. You know, I know. <laughs> but, uh, Talk about crossing so, the line. <laughs> yeah, it really is. But one of the things that he, he was very keen on is this idea that once you 
you have that leader uh, in that restaurant, say, for example, that's in some other part of the world, um, you have to trust that that leader is going to understand your values and your command intent uh, and that they're going to be able to do what you would want them to do without direction. Mm-hmm. So the beautiful thing about U.S. Marines and the beautiful thing about these people that are super well-trained is that once you let them out into the field, they're, they don't need a whole lot of command and control. They know what to do. They know what the goal is. They know how to work together. They know what's happening. And so the trick is, and this is the kind of good news, bad news, if you've got that quality individual leading your restaurants around the world, then you can really breathe a sigh of relief because there's no way you can anticipate everything that those individual restaurants are going to be confronting in their specific marketplaces. So if you've got good people in there, you are rocking. If you've got people you don't trust or that are clueless or that are prone to uh, uh, excess in one way or another, spending too much money or not spending any money at all or whatever it is, right. then you've got big trouble. And so the, the, so often when these crises occur, uh, it's, you don't have the time or the opportunity to go, oh, well, I need to replace you know, all my, my general operating. It comes out in the wash then you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, then, then you're, you know, then you're in the business of cleaning up the mess or putting out the fire or whatever it is. But, uh, uh, you know, I just can't stress enough that what you want to have is, uh, people that, that both, you know, and trust, and you got to let them go. You have to have a decentralized framework for this kind of stuff to make it work. If you're going to be big and spread out. We're with my man Randy Harrington. He's fixing my mind for sure right now. <laughs> Randy, we're the birthplace of American music. You spent your time here at, in, in Mississippi, and you still come back. I do. You get to play DJ. We are the birthplace of it all. Would you like to hear Little Milton or Tammy Wynette into the break? You know, I'm, I'm kind of in a Tammy mode right Come now. on with it. That's what I'm talking about. I'm Steve <laughs> Azar. You're in the Keep Mississippi Beautiful Studio. I'm with my man Randy Harrington. Don't forget, when this all passes... Go to visitmississippi.org to find out what you're going to do to feel the love. We'll be right back. Whether you're a rebel, a bulldog, a golden eagle, or just a sports fan, Super Talk Mississippi has got a podcast for you. For you. Sports Talk Mississippi, The Rebel Report, Thunder and Lightning, The Super Talk Eagle Hour, and The Borky Show are all now available for you. And it's all free. Free. Get them all on demand at supertalk.fm and on your smartphone. Just search for Super Talk on iTunes, Google Play, or anywhere you listen to podcasts. In a Mississippi Minute with Steve Azar, right here on Super Talk Mississippi. I'm with Randy Harrington, Ph.D., brethren on the 
ukulele, as he calls it, which I can't get over yet. And I know that's probably the proper way of saying it. No, but both are correct. Yeah. Both are correct. You know, it's yeah. interesting, isn't it? It's like tomato, tomato, <laughs> potato, right. patata. Not only if there's a patata. I don't know about that. I don't know about that. And we're in the Keep Mississippi Beautiful studio, as always, keeping our beautiful roads and streets clean is very important to me. I see it all. And I, ha- I carry a broom. If I don't have a guitar in my hand, I've got a broom. And you can ask my wife, Gwen. Uh, don't forget, go to visit Mississippi.org to find out all the wonderful things you're going to do when this mess is over. Randy, um, let's talk a little bit more about the Navy SEALs. You guys also do a gig on stage together. You're preparing, do speeches. Uh, yeah. t- t- tell me, for, for listeners that are serious about an incredible experience, besides, besides you and my experience about the crossroads, this one is intense sounding. So take, take me to uh, how you guys met, and, um, and then how did this all come about? Sure. A uh, super quick version of that. Um, you know, there, the SEALs are very interesting to me and always have been because I, I was doing research in high-performance team development back in the early to mid-90s. And it was, you know, when you start looking into high-performance teams, uh, you've, the, the Navy SEALs just kind of pop right out. They're, they're the best of the best in that space. And I uh, was very impressed with, uh, I was reading a Fortune magazine interview with a guy named Steve Alberg, who was the Commodore of Steel Team 1, Steel Team 1 at the time, which would have been early 2000, I guess. And uh, uh, he said, you know, if you have a high-performance team in your company, it's, it's a lot like getting a tiger cub for Christmas. It's, it's really kind of cute and cuddly and fun, and then a year later it'll eat your children. <laughs> and I just, I loved that quote because he really put his finger right on the problem with high-performance team concepts in, in civilian organizations. And so I really wanted to understand, okay, well, how can you have all the value of a high-performance team without all of the, the downside that can come when all of a sudden that team starts to think of themselves as being all that in a bag of chips, you know? Right. So that's what happens, is they start messing with the culture of the organization because they think they're above the culture, you know, or, or whatever. And so I started doing interviews, and that led me down to Fort Pierce, Florida, and I talked to a whole bunch of old salty dogs, guys that were in the UDT, uh, the underwater demolition teams, the people that were in front of the seals. And these guys are a piece of work, man. They they were the crazy guys that would just, like, jump off a boat with, you know, with, like, a bathing suit and a crappy mask with debt cord and swim in to blow up beach obstacles and <laughs> wow. stuff. Yeah. I mean, they were... They, they called themselves the Naked Warriors, and they were they were crazy people, but amazing. And there's still some of them out there, and it was great to talk with them. But they they helped get me inside the the SEAL community a little bit, and so uh, I've been trying to work with and learn from them, and in the process, really try and help as many of these guys uh, retire and move uh, gracefully into uh, civilian life, and and have them really begin to share some of that magic with, with companies. So we pulled together a little company called that we're calling Happy Tiger, and it had nothing to do with the Tiger story from before, but uh, Happy Tiger is a, a program that we pulled together with the basic concept that, you know, wouldn't it be cool if, if you could go and sit down with a full-on Bengal tiger, and you know that this tiger is just a machine of doom, but you're able to sit there with this happy tiger and talk to that tiger and understand that the tiger's a not going to eat you and 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 b is going to actually enjoy the opportunity to visit with you. And so that's the that's the 
simple business pitch is, wouldn't it be cool to just be able to hang out with these people and talk to these people? We do have structure, and we do have all kinds of experiential evolutions that we can run people through that are really cool, incidentally. Uh, but the, like the, like the, physical, the, I'm sorry, like physical things? Yeah, you're doing yeah. Wow. Um, wow. Yeah, we, 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 you actually learn to do some things that, you know, you probably hopefully never have to do, but you learn to see the way these guys think it in operation. And um, so we keep it fun. We keep it light. Where nobody's trying to blow anybody up. But right. at the same time, uh, you know, I ran through these evolutions myself about three weeks ago, four weeks ago now, and uh, my heart rate goes up. You know, it's just like, woo, this is cool. This is a buzz. You know, because you're you're moving as a group and you're having to think and make decisions in real time. And it's like, holy smokes! So it was a lot of fun. As soon as I was done with the evolution, I was like, let's do it again. Let's. Yeah. I, I could do better. I could, put right. me in, coach. I could do better. Just let me go back and try it again. Uh, so, so yeah. So, but the idea though is that these people are amazing resources of experience and education. Um, one of my guys, Rob Monroe, is uh, he was the head of what they call the Leapfrogs. This was these are the dudes that that probably uh, zoom in on some of the stadiums uh, and and you know do that. They jump out of airplanes and land right in the middle of the dang football field, you know, which always blows my mind. And they land on their feet. Yeah. How do you do that? You don't. Crazy. I, well, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Let <laughs> I don't know. I could. I could see you do. I really could. I, have you? Have you ever done that? Have you ever jumped no, out of a plane? Let me tell you something, man. I am. I, it's like you put me on a, a mountain to snow ski. It just feels like I'm falling off a roof. I'm in the music business. I'm jumping out of planes all the time without a parachute. Really you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. You really are. <laughs> I mean. I've watched you walk on a stage with a with a six string guitar, and I just think to myself, "Wow, you know, just to be able to sit down." I, I was one of the things that really knocked my socks off. We were in Oxford, Mississippi. You walked into a friend's living room uh, and picked up a guitar and just sat down, rocked out one Mississippi. Uh, it was the first time I had heard the song. It was great. It was blew my mind. But there was so much composure, precision in in it. There was no hesitation. And as a guy who screws around with the guitar but is not anywhere near a professional, it was very impressive to me. And I, I, re I really took it as a lesson to say, I've got to figure out that you just have to perform. And that's what you did. You, you just sat down and you just did it. Boom. And it was very powerful, very amazing. You're always learning, but at some point you really become comfortable. And so as, as my experiences have taken me, good and bad, it's all added up to you know, being able to relax more with it. You know what I mean? Even though you say I choke the guitar out, which I probably do. Uh, I probably do, but, you know, I mean. It's, it's you got those it big old hands, man. Yeah, it's I amazing. Do. I, do. Yeah. I was palming a basketball when I was like seven. I'm telling you. All right, yeah. and I'm not, all right, let me, so let's talk about your book, Slammed. Mm. Uh, is this your only book that you, you've done? Or are you working no. on another one? Because you love to read, so writing makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah, I've been working with uh, one of my other consultants is a woman named Carmen Volake, uh, and she's she's a tough cookie, man. You know, it, uh, none of this would have happened if she hadn't been the one saying, "Okay, where's chapter two? What are we going to do now?" You know, if she she kind of was making sure that we were on pace. So the first book slammed. Um, it was a, slammed was a word we heard a whole bunch uh, for a long time there, particularly two thousand eight, nine, ten, twelve, somewhere in there. Uh, everybody's like, "Oh no, I can't do that. I'm slammed. Oh no, I can't do that. I'm slammed." And so we ask, "Well, what does it mean to be slammed?" And and it's true. These people, uh, particularly in some of the tech sectors, are working sixty, seventy, eighty-hour weeks. And I know some of my good friends in Mississippi 
are not strangers to that kind of high-intensity work as well. And so there's this thing that happens when you just are working all the time, and it's not always good. So we set out to try and understand what does it mean to live in a slammed lifestyle and how, what's good about it and what's bad about it. And the big thing we figured out after doing this research and talking to a whole bunch of people is that, you know, if you're loving what you're doing, like, you know, I watched you down in Meridian, Mississippi, when you were shooting one Mississippi, when you were recording one Mississippi at that wonderful facility uh, in, in Meridian at the governor's studio there. That was just in- incredible. Um, but you're down there, you know, and so you started that song at like 9 o'clock in the morning, and then I had to leave about, I don't know, 9 o'clock at night. And I know you guys didn't leave until much later, so you're just, you're just jamming. You're just working, working, working to get this thing right. right. And you were having a ball. I'm sure it was work, but you were having a ball, and you wouldn't have wanted to shortchange that at all. Yeah. So when you're loving what you're doing, it's a whole different world. When you feel like what you're doing is important, it's a whole different world. You know, people that are really leaning into this COVID-19 thing right now and our first responders, God love you. Yes, you know, yes, yes. They're, they're working crazy hours, yeah. and they're, they're, they're loving it because that's what they have to do. It's, it's a whole different thing, as, as opposed to we need you to go and, you know, count these BBs for the next right. 79. <laughs> you know, that's, that's no good, you know. So that's where people really suffer. But if, you, if you're able to have passion about what you're doing, uh, you can miss most of the problems that go along with being slammed. Wow. I'm with Randy Harrington, Ph.D., uh, just an amazing, amazing, uh, important man for a lot of big companies. And uh, it's been a blessing to get to know him. Don't forget, go to visit Mississippi.org to find out all the cool things you're going to do when this COVID-19 thing is up and done and out of our lives. We're going to keep Mississippi Beautiful Studio. Hang in. All the way back to 1943, Guarantee Bank has grown from offering the basic banking services and products to serving customers with a comprehensive, complete line of expertise and products only expected at much larger institutions. We are proud to be your local big-time bank. So when you're looking for a bank you can truly depend on and trust, and like me so many years ago trying to find my way around, let Guarantee Bank with its 17 convenient locations, help you on your journey and become a wonderful addition to your family like they have mine for over 30 years. Guarantee Bank, member FDIC. In a Mississippi Minute with Steve Azar, right here on Super Talk Mississippi. Wrapping up a Mississippi Minute, which my guest Randy Harrington knows all about in the Keep Mississippi Beautiful studio. Go to visit Mississippi.org to find out what you're going to do very soon. It's going to be a lot of fun.
just get ready. And we got all this time in the world now, right, Randy, to go online. People are doing concerts from home. I'm getting bombarded with, you got to do, you got to. So I'm, I'm starting to put some stuff. It's funny. People don't even know I had stuff out on my YouTube channel that I did. I did this home video thing years ago, did a, a handful of songs like Empty Spaces. I wanted yep. to bring some attention. And people, you know, I'm, so I've started to post them and they're going, they think it's brand new. And I'm going like, you guys are supposed to be fans of mine now. Come on. You know, you know I've, I've made like how many studio albums and everybody still wants to go back to waiting on Joe because that was the popular thing or Sunshine or Slide record. But my Indianola record to me is the one. It's the one that I found myself. So I always try to point people toward that because there's a lot yeah, of honesty that's there. A, that's, that was the album that really hooked me big time. Yeah, yeah that, that, was an, that was when I finally became totally honest and not thinking at all, which I was at a point where I could. Okay, so forget that. Let's talk about how people bring you in. First of all, how do they hire you? Can they hire you? Yeah, obviously, big companies. How, how small of a company will you guys work with? And also, uh, how do they book me and you? They, how do they book you and the SEALs? How do they book you? Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, there's a lot going on right now in your life. And, uh, and, and people, I just, I want everybody to work with you. Everybody. <laughs> I really do, Randy. I mean that. No, I appreciate that. Uh, it's it's pretty straightforward. Um, the the easiest thing to do would be to just um, send uh, an email to one of our websites, and probably the easiest website to do that with is going to be uh, Extreme Arts and Sciences. You can look it up, you know, Google it, or you can just the uh, web address is easci dot com, and you just reach out uh, via there and say, hey, I want to talk to this Randy dude and. Uh, this magnificent human being named Kelly, who controls my entire universe, uh, will get back and say, "Yep, you know, we can slot you in over here or slot you in over there." And then, and then, you know, usually what happens is I'll just chat with whoever it is that you know reaches out, and I, you know, I'm just like you. I love meeting people and talking to people and hearing what their story is, and then see if there's a fit and see if it makes sense for us to go and do some work. Uh, or, or sometimes I can point them in other directions, but. Uh, that's the easiest thing to do, really, is just say, uh, you know, hit the old website, and, and away we go. Um, we, we have just released, uh, if you go to happy-tiger.com, happy-tiger.com. Well, okay, so, and then we're going to do a site. We're going to have a website or web, well, basically yeah. a, a, at least a splash page. Yeah, um, and that's we're going to have, great. absolutely, uh, down at the crossroads space. And mm-hmm. uh, I'm so excited about that project because, really, this, this COVID-19 thing is a crossroads for the entire world. Yeah. It's, it's we will never be the same. We're going to be different. Now, the trick is, can we be better? And can we be smarter? And can we find ways that we don't have to go through this kind of thing again? Uh, and, and I really feel like the way to understand this is with music. And it's with the stories that are going to come out of uh, this experience. And I really want people, when they do finally come together, to really, uh, ha- you know, have something that's emotional and powerful uh, to bring them together. I mean, can you just even going to a football game now seems like it's going to be like, wow, this is the coolest you know, thing ever. You're, you know, you're really. I just think we're going to appreciate everything that's got a little bit of sparkle. That's, I mean, and but also I think we're going to appreciate the the core value of and the unity of family. I think that that is going to come out of this thing. And I also think people aren't going to need as much um, as they felt like they need. The, 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 the separation of want and need are going to have a distinctive line now between the two. You know what I'm saying? I do. I think you're spot on, man. And that's not a bad thing. That's not a bad thing. I think there's going to be a baby boom, too. I got to tell yeah. you, I, you know. <laughs> 
Hey, listen, listen, you know, everybody was talking about the families that have that you were empty nesters like us and have kids. Well, we're yeah. safe. But the ones yeah. who somebody sent a text the other day and they were saying, I can't remember, but it was a doctor friend and said that, well, uh, the ones that don't have kids yet, that's where this baby boom is going to happen. So you're, you're exactly right. This is the truth. Well, I can't yeah. thank you for spending a Mississippi Minute with me. Uh, blessings to you and Patty and the family and uh, your pooch and your grandchild and, and everything that uh, is remarkable and beautiful in your life. Uh, we've been with my pal Randy Harrington in the Keep Mississippi Beautiful studio. You're going to go to visit Mississippi.org to find out what you're going to do when all this is past us. Blessings to you. Randy, thank you so much. Love me some Mississippi. Thank you, Mississippians. And uh, hang in there. Uh, We love you. Thank you, pal. I'll talk to you later. Later on, everybody. I'm Steve Azar. In a Mississippi Minute, all 60 of them, where you can take your sweet time. beginnings all the way back to 1943. Guarantee Bank has grown from offering the basic banking services and products to serving customers with a comprehensive, complete line of expertise and products only expected at much larger institutions. We are proud to be your local big-time bank. So when you're looking for a bank you can truly depend on and trust, and like me so many years ago trying to find my way around, let Guarantee Bank with its 17 convenient locations, help you on your journey and become a wonderful addition to your family like they have mine for over 30 years. Guarantee Bank, member FDIC. The news doesn't sleep, and neither do we. Fox News Radio, late breaking, up to the minute, from around the world, around the clock, here on Super Talk Mississippi. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.